0: I sure thank each of you for so, so much of a blessing of being together today in God's house for the, the special song, My Jesus, I thought maybe everybody wasn't on page of when they were going to sing until they all came up the right time. Uh, I'm going to be talking about graduates today and it's going to apply to all of us, but it gives me an opportunity since we're dealing with this today, but life is like that, God gives us graduates graduations of life each day. I appreciate that song so much. I appreciate uh, you, uh, Patricia and Kathy and Lee being here. Uh, certainly it's a fitting memorial for your most faithful mother and father, uh, Sister Kate and Brother Albert Pate. Uh, thank you for your love and, and your encouragement of youth and education. And we pray the Lord's richest blessings upon each of you and your families uh, so far and so for as long as we are on earth. The Lord bless you so much also want to thank uh, the Lord that Sister Leola Newton is with us today. Sister Leola, we appreciate you so much. I'm glad to see you and your daughter and son-in-law. But you've got a birthday pretty soon, don't you? 21st. The 21st, you'll be 90 what? 92. What a blessing. You're an inspiration to us, and it's good to you to know you've been back in church. If you didn't know this, Sister Leola's not been able to be with us for several, I guess, a couple of months or so. And she has fought... Uh, strokes and situations and therapy but this is a woman of faith she's a living testimony of what God's grace does in a person's life when they're devoted to him and they love him and they don't let the circumstances of life get them down and keep them down Leola Newton is that we appreciate you I wanted to talk to you today again about uh, what I've entitled wings of wisdom I pray the Lord would help me preach this message uh, in a way rather really him do it than me But I want you to stand with me as we read His Word, because if you're going to say anything about God and it doesn't come from His Word, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Brother Gerald Whittaker reminded me one time, and I'll say again, if anything doesn't have God in it, it doesn't amount to much. That includes religion. There's certainly a lot of religion that doesn't have much God in it. We pray that that won't be the case. We just long for His mercy and grace upon us that He'll fill us with His Spirit today. After all, He does say, If you open your mouth wide, I will fill it, and I pray that God would give us a hunger and thirst after his righteousness, after his wisdom, after his mercy today. Would you please stand? I want to read a a part of scripture you're all familiar with about the Old Testament, Joseph. Joseph and Jesus Christ are very much alike in their lives. Joseph was not perfect like Christ, but their life and their reason for being on earth are very, very similar, and we're going to see that. And so what I want to read is just, just a small portion of that, and it's taken from Genesis 41, verse 37 through 41, and here's what God says. Let me get to the right place. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh, and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have sent thee over all the land of Egypt. Thank you very much. Please be seated. So we hear what happens here. Joseph has been in prison, but change is coming. Okay? Joseph has been accused wrong, but change is coming. Joseph has faced temptation and and in the mind of all around, didn't make a bit of sense what he did, but change is coming. You may be here today and, and you know, you can be in prison and not be behind bars, okay? There's a lot of people in prison that's not locked up in a jail. There are a lot of people in prison, as we speak, that are devout Christians who have understood that the redemption that is in Christ and they are using that situation to bring glory to God. There are people that imprisoned to their body. They are. But I'm going to tell you, I want to talk about wisdom, and I want to talk about it from the perspective of we serve a, a really as the, the song says, a prison-shaking Savior. Joseph is getting ready to have not only freedom, but power over all the land of Egypt. And he's got there because he has been faithful to God, that he has feared God more than he has people. And he has had to deal with problems that didn't make a bit of sense, but he is there. God is always faithful. But the problem we have is waiting on God. (laughs) See, Joseph had had a dream way back in his youth. And God had promised him that he would be elevated. But it did not seem like it was coming. You remember this story that happened to Joseph. He was uh, really, because of jealousy, his brothers beat him up and threw him in a pit. They would have killed him. And then some uh, travelers come, some merchant men from a foreign country, and they see him there and they buy him. (laughs) and they take him to Egypt. Now Joseph is wondering what all this is happening for. You might be wondering in your life, why has this happened to me? (laughs) Sometimes people throw you in a pit. Life will get you. We do live in a sin-cursed world, we do. But the deal is and what we gotta see is that Joseph is heading to a place that he don't know where he's going. But God has a purpose in the pit because God is gonna use Joseph to do a lot of people a lot of good. And you might think that you have lost your influence you might think that because you're down and out that God can't use you, but just remember that maybe, just maybe, your calamity is gonna be the very thing that feeds somebody. You hear me? I'm not talking about men. I'm talking about God. Joseph was noticed by the, the people that he was imprisoned to. You can't hide grace. Even Peter tried to hide when he denied Christ, but a little woman revealed it and said, no, your speech betrayeth you. I want you to know when God deals with your heart and God saves you by his grace, he does not ask your permission. You see, it's not about accepting Jesus, it's about acquiring Jesus. That's what eternal life is. So Joseph dealt with life from those prospects of pain, and he stayed with God. And so he was risen up in Potiphar's house, you remember? Potiphar Potiphar gave him charge of everything. So Potiphar's wife said to me, you know, that's a good-looking guy. I think I'd like to go to bed with him. See, the devil is really good at deceiving, especially young people, with lust. And a lot of times, he doesn't leave old people alone either. But what Joseph did, he says, how can I commit this? When the woman came to him, nobody was in the house but them. How can I do this sin, he said, and sin against God? It's evil. So even in the trials that we face, maybe you have been, by God's grace, able to overcome a temptation. And when it walked away from you, you wonder, well, why didn't I do that? You hang in there, God's gonna bless you. And you know he's put in prison for that? I mean, what's Joseph thinking, God... What are you doing? Do not blame God. Maybe Joseph could have said, well, if you're so big and powerful, God, why did you let this happen to me? Do not confuse the omnipotence of God with his destination, his defining, his shaping and molding your life. There's nothing God can't do It's true, but there's some things God will not do. So even in prison, you know, he was there with a butler and a baker and in a dream, he told one of them, you're going to die. That's what he told the baker, he told the butler, you're going to be released. But he said, remember me when you are, because I need to be released too. But in Genesis 40, we say that, that the, the man forgot him. Have you ever felt like people have forgotten you that could have helped you? Okay, I'll just give you those little three events, big events that happened in Joseph's life. Why am I talking about wings of wisdom? Because I want you to see with me that this man had wisdom. See, wisdom is not formal education. We have a lot of educated fools in this country. Wisdom is fearing God. Wisdom is faith in God to the point that you hear God's word and you do what God says. Jesus' mother was a wise woman. She said when she was told she was gonna have a baby that didn't make sense, so be it to the handmaid of the Lord. When the water needed turning into wine and Jesus said to his mama, fill the pots, and the disciples questioned it. She said, what he says, you do. And my friends, what wisdom is about is disciplining yourself and submitting yourself to God. What we see in Joseph's graduation was he was able to rule himself and come under the rule of God. And you and I will never be able to rule anybody or anything rightly until we learn those two lessons. Rule yourself and be under the rule of God. That's what wisdom is about. And you do not take a course on the internet for it. You do not leave it to the university. To graduate us in wisdom. No, no. It's God's work. It's his way. Wings of wisdom. You know, when I thought about that, I said, well, how's that going to fit? What does wings do? I talked to Derek Duke this morning. You know, Derek flew planes most all his life. He told me this morning, I just called him to ask him a little bit from a potter's perspective. I don't know a lot about aerodynamics, but I understood this from reading, that the wings of a plane is what really keeps it up. And it's because the pressure underneath the wings lifts it higher. The pressure that we face in life is used of God to lift us above the calamities and the problems we face. God says, I will be with you. God never promised us, as someone said, a smooth flight. <laughs> but He does, however, promise us a safe landing. Are you watching? What God is doing in the midst of that is growing us and shaping us and molding us, clay like we are, we're in the potter's wheel. And Joseph saw that in prison, in Potiphar's house, in a pit. But he had wings. I'm gonna call those two wings this. Faith in God And fear of God. If you've got two of those things in your life, you will be able to be promoted. You will be able to soar as on eagles' wings. You know the song, Wind Beneath My Wings. God has given us wings. You define that from a dictionary as appendages on creatures used for locomotion. <laughs> okay. Derek said, you know, Brother Randy, people won't believe this, but the wings on a jumbo jet are the only thing that's keeping that plane up. People won't believe this when you're hurting especially that the wings of your faith and your fear of God is the only thing that will keep you up. And that's what wisdom is about. So I want to talk about wings of wisdom. Number one, and i got to go quick, but I want you to say you can get places quicker flying, can't you? Wings of wisdom. Number one, we see from verse 37 from our text, I want you to see with me, that wisdom shines. Wisdom shines. Verse 37, and the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and the eyes of all his servants. What things? Wisdom. This young man was able to discern things. He made the right choices. I want you to know this. If you make up your mind to stay close to God, God will reveal things to you. You know that, and I don't have to tell you. It's in I can't even describe it, but I know in my life, I know when God's convicted me of sin, I know when he's chasing me for it. I don't have to tell you about it. In this world today, you don't have to read the newspaper, watch Fox or CNN to decide uh, what biggest lie they're going to tell you to know what's going on in the world, what you need to do is read the Bible. See, that's the only truth you're going to have. Because we know what God is doing. We don't understand it, but we know. Joseph knew that it was going to be what Joseph had a problem with, and what we have a problem with, is understanding that God had made him promises, but it didn't look like it was happening. When an airplane is flying, it doesn't look like it's happening, but it is. So, so, wisdom shines. You know, in life, we got two directions. We're going upward or we're going downward. You're following Jesus, is just like riding a bicycle. You're either going forward or you're falling down. You ever try to ride a bicycle standing still? But see, upward takes effort. We we don't get it on the easy path. You know, anything, the path of least resistance will take you down. And the deal is, if we don't wake up to God's wisdom, we're going to wake up in hell. You understand that? Doesn't matter what's going on in your life. I mean, what about Joseph? You thank God that he lets you get a glimpse of what hell is on earth. Because that's the only way you're going to serve God the way you want to. People might come to the front of the church and say, I want to be a baptized believer because I don't want to go to hell. But I'm going to tell you this. When God takes you to hell and lets your soul understand the very presence of evil in your life, and the separation of God forever, then you will come and you will weep like a baby, repenting of your sin, and you say, Jesus, have mercy upon me. Wisdom shines. Number two is wisdom's search. In verse 38, the scripture says, And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? You gotta look for wisdom. The Bible says in Proverbs, you do should be able to seek it like treasure, like silver. Why, because it is God. It, why, because here it is, and here's where we get so confused because the devil is gonna keep us entertained and doped up so much in life that we can't even remember who we are. So we don't let our pains and our pits and our temptations and our forgetfulness, we don't even have a mind to understand it. Our conscience has been pulverized in this sinful, sinful world by proclaiming that whatever we do is okay. Don't be judgmental. But mainly, is yes, we're looking for happiness in the wrong places. Proverbs 3.13 says, when you find wisdom, you're going to find happiness. That's what wisdom's about. See, you don't have to make a choice between God and happiness. The reason we're so miserable in the world is because we are looking for happiness in the wrong places. People were a lot happier 100 years ago. Because they had less material things and more need of spiritual things. So search for wisdom. You'll find happiness. Where are you going to find it? Where you got to have a desire for it? You're going to pray. James says if you ask, you receive it. You Seek wisdom. You ask for it. Do you want it? I'll tell you another way you find wisdom is think about your death. You know, the psalmist cries out, Lord, teach us a number of our days. Why? So that we will have our hearts unto wisdom. You're not going to get bulletproof. You're not going to live forever. Search for it. I'll tell you what wisdom does. Thirdly, wisdom saves. Look at verse 39. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, for as much as God has showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. What saved Joseph? His faith in God and his fear of, of offending God. Hey, we ought to be so afraid. Now I'm talking about a reverential fear of God. We ought to be so afraid of disappointing Jesus because of what he's done for us. We ought to be so afraid and fearful of trying to seek happiness as anything else Jesus wouldn't have. You know, years ago, it was, what would Jesus do? That would work for wisdom. So I'm going to tell you what Joseph did. Joseph did exactly what Jesus would have done. And nine out of ten of our problems, we would have a moral, clear conscience if we tried prayerfully to do what Jesus would have done. No, we can't be perfect like Jesus. But we can be a lot closer to it than we are. It saves us. But you know, if you're going to find wisdom, you're going to find Jesus. Because he is wisdom. He is righteousness. He is wisdom. When you come to Jesus, you come to wisdom. You get him this book, you have got the book of wisdom. This book is the remedy for all our unhappiness. Right here in this book. And if you get into it enough and let your mind be saturated with God and the mind of Christ, you will be able to make wise choices about things that are just not printed out in writing. Like King Solomon, you remember when the two women both claimed the baby was theirs, it was living. And they came to him and he had to make a decision. There was nothing in the Bible he could turn to to find that. But you remember what he said? He says, I'm going to tell you what, he says, I'm going to just cut him in half. And the real mother came out. (laughs) See, you know, there's a lot of times in our life we're going to be in situations where you and I don't know what in the world to do. You might be going something like this right now. In Acts 27, the Apostle Paul was on a ship that was about to just be torn all apart during a storm. No, Jesus wasn't going to come and quieten the storm. He could have, but he wasn't going to do it. Paul knew he wasn't. Paul didn't say, well, why am I out here on this ship? Why why did God send a storm to my life? Is your life breaking apart? You know what Paul said in Acts 27? He said, I believe God. That it will be even as he said. Now, that, what that man was doing was flying. Because when you and I get to a point in life where we don't know what to do, we can wing it. You remember the, uh, several years ago, uh, the miracle on the Hudson? The pilot, what, Captain Sully, you remember he ran into a flock of geese? Had several hundred passengers aboard, jetliner. All his engines were destroyed. He landed the plane with the wings. And that's what we got to do. We got to land the plane of life with the wings of faith and fear of God. So you know what? You might think you're down and out, but you know what? You can wing it. You don't have to be. Okay, lastly, wisdom soars. From verse 40 we find that point made where the scripture says thou shalt be over my house telling Joseph and according to thy word shall all my people be ruled only in the throne will I be greater than thou Joseph didn't let his power go to his head Joseph was humble he was not ashamed of his brethren when they were revealed to him you know the story He knew that God meant it for good to keep much people alive. He had went through all he had went through. And yes, the correlation is clear. God sent Joseph through all that mess and to Egypt, a foreign land, to save his people. And God sent Jesus from a perfect eternal heaven to an earth where man had rebelled against God in gross stupidity. Rather listening to the devil. And Jesus came to save his people. And Todd was right. He came to save sinners. Like you and me. Wisdom soars. God says over and over in his word, he says, I brought my people out of bondage on the wings of eagles. Isaiah 40, verse 31 says, They that wait on the Lord shall run and not faint. They shall be lifted up as wings of eagles. See, we get, we get so confused in this world. We say, well, how in the world going to make it? I mean, how are we going to get through the pandemics and the problems and the politics? You've got to wing it. You've got to fly above it. You don't have to, that eagle doesn't worry about the storm and how thick the woods is in the river. He's over it. And so that's what God has given us to. Well, you know, I'm thinking this. You try this sometime. You take some items of the same density and you put them in a box or a bucket or some kind of container. And you mix them all up and you shake them. And you know what's going to come to the top? The big ones. Joseph. See, why? Because graduation, the greatness of life, is growth. And I'm not talking about outside bigness. I'm talking about inside The growth I'm talking about that makes a difference when we're shook from wisdom is from selfishness to unselfishness. From impurity to purity. From weakness to strength. See, God's in the transforming business. Joseph was in the pit and the pain and talked about and ridiculed and treated wrongly, but that was God at work. And God is at work in our lives. Joseph shook upward. He did. You got to put it, be understood. God's going to put you in a position that his wisdom and your faithfulness allows you to be in. We got a lot of people in the world today in positions they ought not to be in. God, though, prepares us. It took Moses 80 years (laughs) to be prepared for 40 years of ministry. Isn't that amazing? Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on God because he is a God of wings. You know, this past winter, I wrote about this in one of my articles. Robins, the birds, robins, they come in the wintertime, you know. So I'd be sitting there in my study in my backyard and I'd see robins hopping everywhere. Just hopping around the ground. Now what you got to know is I got three of the most vicious barn cats around my house you ever know. I mean, these cats literally make it on their own. I have seen them walking across the yard with a squirrel tail in their mouth. Okay? But they would be out there. And every now and then I see one stalking the robin. I did not seen the bother robins at all. I mean, sometimes they'd be just literally playing with those cats. And it dawned on me, how in the world are they going to do that? Why don't they just fearfully leave? Or just pass out. The difference was they had wings, and the cats diff- don't. What I want to tell you and me there's a big cat that rules and walks around this earth. He's called the devil. The Bible describes him as a roaring lion, and do not think he ever quits. He will destroy your witness. He would send you to hell if he could because God's going to send him finally there before long. But we can deal with life. I'm so thankful when I hear of a birth of a baby from a Christian home. I've heard mama say or would be mama, I don't want to have a baby to bring him up in this old world. Man, that's the reason to bring them up. You hadn't thought of having a baby, maybe a good time. I mean, that is a witness of God. Okay? Do not let the devil in this world make you shudder in fear and wear masks mask and crawl under a shelter or under a house and not even be able to embrace God. Because you got wings. Well, never forget it. Those wings are faith and your fear of God. You nurture those by this book and by your willingness to bow before God and understand what it's going to take to face your problems, your failures, to discipline yourself, and to become under the rule of God. Because your elevation, your graduation, not only for these graduates and where they go in life, but all of us is going to be determined by the faith and the fear of God we have. Now, just how far do you want to fly? Just how much happiness do you want in your life? May God give us grace to fear Him and to have faith in Him the fruit of the Spirit. May we nurture it. Would you bow with me? We thank you, Heavenly Father, for giving us wings. You tell us in Psalms 90 that at the end of our times, after three score and ten, or by four score, freezing by strength, we're going to fly away. We are. And we're going to fly to you, God just like the dove from Noah's heart because you're going to be our only resting place. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the life of Joseph, his faithfulness, his fear of you. Help us all, Lord, to preach more profoundly the winging it method of following you. Not necessarily with words, but with our feet, our hands, and our heart. So, Lord, others that might want to catch a ride can understand the flights that you give us. For you, Lord, have allowed things in our life, not necessarily just for us, but most of all, for so many others. And as Joseph, Lord, in the end, we will see your wisdom And we will say, if we can already, they meant it for evil, but thou hast meant it for good. All things do work together for good to them that love the Lord, to them that are called according to His purpose. That's just not some verse to tap on our refrigerator just to sound good. It is how we fly. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.